welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. And this is Hannah. And we're back on you and I. That's right. Solo dolo. We haven't talked in days. Yeah. Just. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes ago? Yeah. What did we work out this morning? We went to, not Vaughn's, Ralph's. Went to Ralph's. They were yelling around in the store trying to find the price of turkey. Yeah. It felt a little, very opposite of Trader Joe's. It felt like Walmart. Oh, yep. It was giving Walmart vibes. And I usually like Ralph's. I'm like, Ralph's is probably my, it's my shit. Um, But I also haven't been in a store in a while, like grocery shopping. Usually we order like Vaughn's pickup or we do delivery. Um, So I haven't really been shopping, shopping in a store. No, that's perfect. In a Walmart. Well, it's Thanksgiving's coming up. It's the holidays, right? Yeah. The holidays started early this year. I am sorry, but like. I understand, yeah, Thanksgiving is like in two weeks. Prepare for Thanksgiving, have the little cupcakes out, have the turkey out, you know what I mean? Mm. But the fact that we have, this is our neighbor, by the way. Can it's you our, hear it? It's our neighbor's car. <laughs> Hold on, take a little break because I got to get some water anyways. Okay. <laughs> Pause it. And we're back. We're back. He's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Those little cars with a big exhaust. It's so, I don't, come on now. No. Yeah, because it's not like we know you're driving a Prius or we know you're driving a Ford Focus. Or it Fusion. is a Ford like, Focus that's souped up. Why? Like you're not driving a big, crazy car. Mm-hmm. Why does it sound like that? And it doesn't even sound good. You're right. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh my God, it's so cool. It's coming from a pretty girl too. And he put it on like, I'm going to get all the bitches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Opposite. What do you have coming on on the notes? I have. Got anything to kick us off with? Um... What are some of your natural thoughts that you've been wanting to talk about? I have a few. We got three. I'm excited. A little, a few. We got three. Yeah, a few. Go okay. Ahead. So if there is an emergency landing <gasps> of some sort in a plane and you, um, yeah, you have to do an emergency landing, either you can't land where you're supposed to land, the landing's fine, or like shit crashes, what's the deal with the compensation? after that oh that's a good idea do you get reimbursed for your ticket do you get you know money to buy new clothes do you get what the hell is that about new clothes you went straight to fashion right off the gate you're like i can't wear this outfit again i also have a pretty severe uh question and a concern because if i lose my green card and things like that it costs like five hundred dollars to get it back to get like another green card like a replacement so I hope they would, re- like, reimburse me for that. When you purchase the tickets, do you have to check any boxes or sign any waivers? You purchase all my plane tickets, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Is there, like, a, well, if something happens, we're not liable? Is there anything like that that you notice? No, not. I don't think there's a liability thing. I, th- I think it's, like, a privacy thing or, I I don't know, I agreed to pay this amount, something like that. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't think there's any liability thing because, okay. I mean, even if, let's say, with luggage... You can get reimbursed for if they mess up your luggage. You know what I mean? Like if they either lose your luggage or they uh, your luggage gets broken while you travel. Obviously, the airline will, will cover that in most cases. So, Oh, here we go. The IATA agreement also provides for a minimum payment to each passenger's family of $100,000. Special drawing rights. I guess this is if you die. Huh. So if I die, my family gets 
$100,000. If your airline, the airplane manufacturer, or someone else is responsible, you may be able to claim flight injury compensation. Hmm. But you're saying like if, oh, do, okay, here's survivors. Yeah, like what happens to me? Do airplanes crash survivors get paid? What compensation do plane crash survivors get? Generally, an injured person may be compensated for past and future medical expenses, past and future lost earnings, past and future pain and suffering, and future disability and any disfigurement that has resulted from the accident. So, yeah, they take care of you. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and that. I mean, reading about stuff like that in in class, like last year, of if you um, if you're in an accident, it says here you can also bring a lawsuit against the airline or aircraft. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can get your shit. Taken and care of. because you can you can milk that like crazy too, because you can say, I feel so sad now, I, I can't even step outside. Like you can milk it like crazy. Are you gonna like take your seatbelt off and jump five rows forward? You're like, dude, the crash. I flew. I went from the back of the plane all the way to the front of the plane. No, <laughs> that's a little much. There, there, there'll be like, we, there was just a little bit of turbulence. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you in first class now? All you of a know sudden? what I hate though is how much people scream during turbulence. Like they really, do you uncontrollably do that? I haven't really no. noticed you to be like a whiner at all. I don't, no, I don't. I, cause I am also just trying to stay focused on not getting sick. Mm. So I usually, if there's turbulence and cause I get a little nervous too, I just sit there and I just close my eyes kind of, and like just kind of try to stay in my seat a little bit. So I like that you're at least under control. Mm-hmm. So you're still out of balance, but you're under control. Yeah. I hate the girl that's two rows behind. The, the ah. plane will drop and she's like, ah, ah, you know, like it's a legit roller coaster scream. And it's also like, it's a little immature. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it is childish. For, yeah. Like, have you know, first of all, have you never been on a plane before? And the dude tell, you told you it's going to be yeah. a little bumpy here yeah. coming up here. And you're just, I get it. Your stomach drops, yeah. things like that. But come on now. I think with me, I might be. If it's like a sudden stomach drop, you know, I might be like a, ooh, you like breathe. I might I, make a, a noise like that, but I'm not going to scream. I think you get that from your mom though, too, because I've heard her do that as well. It's mm-hmm. just like a, like, let's say if I drop a cup and I re-catch it, you go, <gasps> like, mm-hmm. that's all you do. <gasps> it's never a scream. It's just a, a sucking in of air. But I, I mean, I pause. don't even do that on an airplane, but I just do like a, <gasps> like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that, I guess that do, was kind of yeah. like that, but it's more of like a. It's not a scream. It's just like no, a little, it's a, yeah. You like it's like your butthole per- perks or, up a little or bit. Or I would be like, oh, like I may I'll make like noises, but you're never hearing me scream. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. No, I'd just be like, oh shit, god damn it, you know, something like that. But. I feel like there needs to be, you know, how they always do the safety thing on airplanes of like here are the here are the exits, put your mask on, do this and that. Mm-hmm. There needs to be airplane etiquette classes, like bags bags yeah. standing up running going left going right whatever you're doing mm-hmm. there people some people just don't understand how to act on a plane well that's the thing is now do you want to kind of take people's freedoms away i'm not to be that guy with the flag and all that but that's what you get when you have freedom no, right saying, people get to do whatever the fuck they want i i think i mean just like they have the safety demonstration before you board who's this guy walking over here does he belong to that building over here or what um he's well, walking yeah, he back and just, forth yeah he probably just parked i think i've seen him before he's walking back and forth yeah anyways um yeah like i feel like before you board they should call out on the speakers and be like hey if you're in, in seat 36a put your bag by 36a yeah so you know what, what i mean what was your pet peeve before we talked about women screaming on the thing what were we talking about 
Compensation. Com- okay, so compensation. And then now we're going into the bags, people being greedy mm-hmm. with their bags because they're bringing too much shit on, right? And it doesn't fit. Hmm. Yeah, you got to just and, make well, it make sense. And people are so stupid because I, first of all, I don't even know how they allow these people to bring so much carry-on luggage. I have a rolling bag, a small one, and then like a personal item bag. Yeah, you follow the rules. You know what I mean? How are they allowed to have these big, big, big backpacks on? And instead of putting your backpack that can easily fit by your feet, they want to take up space in the cargo area up top. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Or, th- yeah, yeah. So you're talking about putting little stuff up there. Oh, so that's basically it. Is if there was a rule of don't put any little bags. Yeah, like if it fits under the seat, put it under the seat. And I bet if they put individual taping, like spaces, because mm-hmm. what you can fit three bags, right? So you have, oh, wait, no, but because the upper area spills over into a different aisle you can't really assign it is that why the where the chaos happens well yeah from? and because all bags are different in, in sizing and like how they're built someone has a backpack someone has a, a hard shell rolling bag i don't think it would work to put like dividers or anything up but at least be like if you're sitting in this row Here's a little cabinet for that row. Like, put your item right there. That won't work, though, because the way it opens, you pull it down, it goes over two rows. So row 55 and row 56, the three only have three compartments above them. So that's where the miscommunication... Well, that's when the whole put small items by your feet comes in handy. Because people love putting small little backpacks up there. When just keep it at your feet. Yeah, so you know, people are being greedy. Just because you put your tiny backpack there, now I can't fit my yeah. luggage that, first of all, doesn't fit by my feet, so it has to go up there, but now it doesn't fit, so I have to go all the way to the back of the plane and put my bag over there. I get what you're saying. Piss so me off. basically, if you just fix the backpack problem, mm-hmm. and then people know, like, because not everyone takes on a rolling carry mm-hmm. on bag, most people have a checked bag, and then it would work. So there is a way to organize it. I mean, I have a check bag and a rolling bag. Oh, well, fucking cadoodles to you. (laughs) The bungalow posture, Mm. not yours, but we can talk about yours. The way you carry yourself really means a lot. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my thing yesterday is I I love people watching and it really does suck when you see someone slouch or they sit and they slouch I've been noticing it a lot more. I've noticed it my whole life. Yeah. Of just, you kind of know, you're like, ooh, that guy has really bad posture. Or that girl has like, she's just slouched over and hunched over. Yeah. Stand up straight. It's one of those things where you don't stand up straight to show everybody else how confident you are. You stand up straight so that you feel confident. You know, yeah. you have your, your chest up, your head is up, you're ready to perform and do your best and have a great day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's about. And yeah, people who slouch, it doesn't it hurt though? That's my question. Well, How yeah, does it feel I better? Mean, well, it feels better because you're not like for me, when I stand up, posture is good. I don't slouch when I stand up. It's more if I sit down. What's nice about slouching when I sit down is it just relaxes my body. Like it doesn't feel like I'm working very hard. But when I sit up and really focus on having my back straight, it just feels like my body's working I get a it. lot. Um but yeah, I, I think I noticed posture a lot more since I started like consciously working on my posture a little bit. And I see all these people, even at school too, of like, how are you like walking like that? <laughs> yeah. 
how is how is your back okay mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense i think it's not it's just yeah. <laughs> like you give them 10 years 15 years it'll feel like shit and then all yeah. of a sudden they're gonna blame it on being old right and oh i'm getting older this is why it's like no because you since you've been 18 you walk like a fucking gutter rat yeah and that's what happens yeah yeah no i don't i i don't understand it especially if you're standing up how is it even possible that your posture is bad standing up mm. Like physically, how is that possible? I understand sitting down because you sit down and you're comfy. But when you're standing up, what the hell? Just one of those things you want to present as meek and maybe unthreatening or unconfident. Like you just don't want to get, you don't want to stick out of the crowd. Mm -hmm. I guess that's probably what you do. So you don't want to present as somebody who's like super confident, mm -hmm. this and that. So it's just a defense mechanism to hide. I want to talk about something fun. Or no, no, let's see if we can start an argument here. Um, going to the bungalow, which we went yesterday. I loved it. 50% off food. I guess all weekdays that's a that they open. Babe, do you know how much, how much our um, bill was? Under 50? Yeah, it was like $37. Mm, that's good. And we for, had a good night. I was so full. I like almost threw up. Yeah. For like burger, pizza, two drinks, $37, that's it. Great deal. Oh, excuse my yawn. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to kind of unpack was you go, you have a girlfriend, right? I don't go out. I just don't because I may be unique in the fact that if I'm going out, it's in pursuit of like a pretty girl or something like that. Like I don't, I just don't see it as fun to go to a bar. I'm not a predator or anything, but do you see what I'm saying? Like let's say if I'm single, like, okay, we're going to the bar to find pretty girls, let's say, right? Say hi, talk to them, you know, maybe date, do whatever, have a good time, right? I have you. So I go there and there's just no, like if I want to have fun, I can have fun kind of at home. I'm a little bit more of a homebody or I just don't want to be in crowds like that. It doesn't matter whatever the crowd is. I don't like standing in long lines. I don't like waiting in traffic. I just don't like being in crowds because it's kind of like, well, whatever we're doing, can I just do this at a different time when it's low traffic? I don't like being, feeling like a little cow or like a chicken in a giant farm. What do you think about that? I, I think I'm a little bit the same way too. I I mean, I, I like going out every once in a while. And I like that we went out earlier. We were there at five. Because we, even though we were there for like four hours, we got home at nine. You and know still what I mean? was able to get a full night's sleep. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, I like doing that a lot more than going out late at night like I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Um, I also have this thing too. So we're going to pack like three things. I love the idea of like day partying in Vegas. Mm. So at like a day club, mm -hmm. that is the best idea ever because I'm so protective over my sleep. I just want to fucking sleep. Like that's yeah. my thing is I don't want to ruin because then that spills into my next day. So now this mm -hmm. fun thing that we were supposed to be having on Friday now fucks up Saturday, you know, and then now I have to get back on the routine and it's just not fun. I like, and then also I get so excited. Let's say it is something fun. It starts at 11 o'clock PM. I'm waiting the whole day for it. Yeah. It's like, can we get this thing started at fucking three? Why? What is it that we need to do? I get darkness, the vibe, things like this, but I'm down to party and have a good time. But why the fuck does it have to be so late? Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm the same way and I prefer to not, and that's kind of like why I don't really go out. Everyone's like, why don't you go out? Like go out with us. That's not, and I'm like, I I, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Like I get tired, especially if I've been up since early, I'm tired at nine o'clock at night. So then waiting another hour and then we're going out and then we don't come home until like 2am. It's not like, 
you know what I mean? It's not ideal for me. Definitely. And then I, <clears throat> I also don't enjoy alcohol that much. And I'm not saying you have to drink when you're out, but you know, you usually do. And, um, just being in that crowd around a bunch of drunk people is not the most fun for me because it kind of pisses me off. <laughs> um, because people just act like stupid and you know, they're not cool. And, um, yeah, so that's why I don't really go out occasionally. Like today we're celebrating Ureli, so I mean, I'll go go out for that. And the next weekend we're celebrating uh, Erica. So then obviously, like, I'll is be that out another for that. birthday as well? Or? Yeah, that's for her birthday, but that's in San Diego. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like for for special events, yeah, I'll go. But the people that go out like every weekend, good for you. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do. It. I don't. And I also don't like. I don't like the noise. I have a hard time with loud noise. I have a hard like time that. with light. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, good for you. It's dark in the club. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if I'm trying to see something, I yeah. don't want it to be that dark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be bright, but it's dark. Um, I I have a hard time with loud noise. And it's like if we're at a club or a bar or whatever, and it's it's dark and it's loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Like the fact that we have to yell across to hear each other. Yeah. I'm like, come on, I can't even hear you. Like, can we go Can we go somewhere else? Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like somebody's living room in a nice apartment. Yeah. And just hang out. No, and that's, and that's why, like, I, I love, like, we can have wine night. We can have, we can make drinks at home. We can hang out at home. It's not that I don't hang out with people. It's just in that setting is not the vibe for me. Yeah, I agree. And On, then, like, a consistent base. Every once in a while, yes, but, like. That's not the way. I mean, some people that's every weekend. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's but that's crazy. just not the way I want to like hang out with people. I also have another thing too. It's unrelated. You know the song "Ain't No Sunshine" mm-hmm. by Bill Weathers. Have you ever heard the history of it? Because mm-hmm. I just figured it out on like not a meme, but just something online. No, I haven't. Bill Weathers wrote the song "Ain't No Sunshine" at age 31 while working at a factory making toilet seats for airplanes. Using his own money, he would record demo tapes and play at various clubs at night. When he debuted with Ain't No Sunshine, he refused to quit his day job, believing that the music business was a fecal industry. Fortunately for him, the song turned out to be a massive hit. When it went gold, the record company gave him a gold toilet as a gift, making the start of his new career at age 31. That's kind of a cool story, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was pretty interesting because a lot of these songs and a lot, of, I bet it's just hard to be an artist like that, right? I couldn't imagine doing something like that and having the talent and being like comfortable with yourself to being like, I think I'm a really good singer, mm-hmm. right? And songwriter, I'm going to go all in on this. That's pretty Well, that's why it's, it's such a hard like industry too, because you, um, you know, you have to pay your bills, obviously. But you're not getting paid for doing what you love doing. So, you know, you really have to stick with it for years and years and years just for it to maybe not even work. Um, but then you're also like, should I give up? Should I keep going? Should I? It's just a hard thing because you, you want to live clearly, but you also want to do what you love. So it's like a hard. That's why a lot of people like don't make it. That's why it's so hard, you know, because they you either know? give up or they're just like, I just can't. I'm just not going to make money on it, you know? Yeah. Here's my thing too, is my favorite, I'm not, they're not necessarily my favorite artists. I really like them a lot, but my favorite stories, people behind, Mm -hmm. 
uh, like J. Cole and then Jack Harlow. Some of my mm. favorite, because it transcends music, it's that video of Jack Harlow with like 11 people or 10 people in the stands, right? And he's still doing his thing, like blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a few years later and it's fucking 100, 200,000 people at a festival. That's pretty cool, right? That's just a big thing of just staying in the process, mm. right? It's like with the Matt Reif stuff of like a year and a half ago, he, you know, wasn't, you know, his grandpa bought five tickets so that he could get into oh, a club cute. and this, yeah. you know what I mean? This and that. And then now he has a Netflix show. He's doing, I think like a world tour. Like he's crazy. Yeah. I think the coolest part about that too is people have been hating on him. Like, oh, he's too pretty for comedy, right? Or his comedy. He's not like, he's more of a, the only reason he's, he's selling not these tickets like is because Kreischer. he's a, yeah, because he's an influencer, yeah. right? He's not like a typical comedian because he's a super handsome guy, right? Or his, uh, not clientele, but his uh, audience. audience is mainly like young, cute, pretty, like teenage girls or early twenties, right? And people are hating on him for that. And Tom Segura said it was really like, no, he's actually bringing more people to like the sport of comedy that maybe wouldn't have been involved uh, prior to that. Because just like you're saying, how many people really relate to Burt Kreischer, right? Like, although he is like a good girl dad and he has a lot of like women around, he's a fucking slob, you know? And like, it's, he has his downsides that he talks about, right? So you wouldn't see that guy and be like, oh yeah, let me, listen to an hour special that he's got to say, right? But you'd see Matt Reif and you see him on TikTok, right? And you're like, oh yeah, let's check this out. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing's, oh, I like laughing. This is funny. Let me check out some of his other peers and things like that. And then eventually you become a fan of comedy and that's really cool, right? Well, it's weird because he didn't even start with tic- like TikTok. Like he wasn't, he wasn't even saying like he wasn't a big social media guy, but then he was like, let me try it out. And he posted it and then it blew up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think also that is why... I don't like people that are so against social media. Um, I understand the downsides of social media, bullying, this and that, like 100%. But the fact that you can go from zero to 100 off of one video is wild. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. Like whether if you're out for like the money of it or the fame, the fact that you could reach millions of people on social media because of one video your ability to it's scale it's crazy yeah it's wild it's so cool i agree with that it's super cool also too do you think that the people who are negative about that aren't necessarily negative about social media but they're just negative about uh like confidence in general let's say so taking a picture of themselves they don't even want to take a picture of themselves let's Mm -hmm. say and much less post it for other people to see right so it's just like the negative nancy like the way they view it because you you, we know people that they'll take a picture right and then before they even see the picture it'll just be like oh that's a bad one don't post it or like just delete it immediately right things like that they don't even want to look at it and it's kind of like well hold on now you're just that's your automatic judgment and then here's the thing is like if you don't like the photo guess what it it's sometimes it it isn't just bad lighting like if you if you consistently don't like every photo right like sure i get it every once in a while maybe it's like oh geez i had a weird like booger in my nose that's a little bit weird but if if you consistently are like outside inside you're on vacation you don't like the photos that you're taking on your vacations guess what it's probably you right Mm -hmm. so it's like either you gotta kind of love yourself a little more or change your bot build your body how you want it to and yeah what do you think about that though i think i think a lot of you know part of it is confidence but then i just think it's like i think 
because it's it's mainly older people um, that have an issue with social media. Perfect transition. Yeah. Um, and I think they have a hard time keeping up with the changes. So instead of being honest and just being like, I don't understand TikTok. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand, like, you know, being honest about how they feel about it. They instead say it's just bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good for the mental health. It's not this and that. But you're also like, you're not okay with how fast things are changing and how different things are now from, let's say, when you were trying to connect with people. Yeah. In, you know, the early 2000s or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, we have it. I mean, we have it a lot easier connecting with people globally than you did. And is that why, like, is there a little bit of resentment? Is there a jealousy? Um, but I do think it's it's mostly just the fact that they just can't keep up with it. Yeah. And that's why they're, instead of just trying to learn it and, and you know, getting an understanding of it, you don't have to post on it, but just understanding they seem a little, what it is. Is, is, it, is it almost that they seem a little bit upset that, like, the world is changing, so now they have to either make an effort to change with the world and like get with mm-hmm. modern times or they're like have to come to terms with being outdated like okay nobody's... yeah i think so i think it's uh they're seeing that oh my god like instagram tiktok whatever these like social media platforms they um it's something very new mm-hmm. you know this wasn't even around 10 years ago you know what i mean like it's something very new and they either don't like that it's changing or they just don't understand it. And they said they don't want to take time to understand it. You know, what could be crazy too, is what about this scarcity mindset of, let's say you do succeed. Let's say you're at like, I don't know, Will Smith, for example, right? At the height of his movie career, he's, you know, an icon, like him or not, with the movie shit that he did, right? Amazing. Now, let's say you're in that position where you know traditional, like, movies, right? This is what you do. This is what you succeeded in. And then it does switch from, like, film to influencing with social media or the entertainment is primarily YouTube, right? Or short, like, Netflix, things like that. You could be a little bit upset or scared that maybe your skill set isn't going to get transitioned Mm. into the modern times and maybe then those like influential people at the time end up basically kind of shitting on it or bashing it and then like doing that is somebody over there on the thing yeah it was just because um one of our neighbors is washing clothes and then another neighbor now was like i want to wash clothes but they're being used. So oh, okay. You have to figure it out. Hey, <laughs> get some more washers in there. Yeah. <laughs> wash I, on the to weekdays. be honest with you, I really like that it's because we don't, I don't get bothered by the noise. We don't really hear it a lot, but it's so nice that it's literally right by us. It does feel like it's yeah. in unit. It really is. Yeah. Because like you don't have to thing. take your car, like car. You don't have to take your, um, what is it called? Hamper. No. Super far. We just walk out and it's right next to us. Just it's like so if nice. you had it in your garage, if we had a yeah. house or something like that. Yeah. My thing, though, what do you think? Is it some of it kind of the old guard not wanting to transition and being scared that like, oh, no, maybe our skills, maybe we're not going to be as famous in this new world if we dive into that? Or is I it- think a lot of people, I mean, young people, too, they have a hard time being new at something. Yeah, I think and young people. Yeah, you're right. It's a confidence. thing. Yeah, I'm like, people. I'm like, I don't know how this works. Um, So instead of trying to learn it, you're like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not, you know. Another weird thing of the perspective of time, though, too, is I think if you take the average, let's say, 14-year-old girl, right, and you go, hey, why don't you build a YouTube channel? Why Mm -hmm. don't you create, right? You love your music, right? Why don't you put your music out on Spotify, let's say? She goes, oh, no, um, 
all the famous people are already famous off that. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's no opportunity, which is crazy because you have what? You said it was three to four billion people across the platforms on what is it, the internet or just social media? Social media. Across the globe, right? And you're sitting here saying the no, there's no opportunity for an area to like your creativity, your Mm -hmm. art. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just sound so dumb. Mm -hmm. Because let's say if you, we like Alice a lot, right? Or Clara. And you look at them and you go, well, they started five or six, seven years ago, right? They started several years ago. So now that was the wave, right? And you're like, how does that make any sense? So does that mean that Tupac was in the early to mid nineties, right? And then that, that means, means that the Jay-Z, new rappers aren't, yeah, yeah, it means that Eminem never could have like, oh fuck, all, all the rap's been written, I guess. Yeah. And then like, no, it just doesn't make sense to do and that. And it's like maybe YouTube isn't what did I say YouTube like that? YouTube. Yeah. I, I heard it right. <laughs> maybe though, YouTube did. isn't the the number one platform right now, but TikTok, you can do like the way people blow up on TikTok, babe, it's actually ridiculous. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, it's so cool. So using, I mean, taking advantage, honestly, of the platforms that are out there, I think is, is fucking vital. Like, do it. Yeah. You know, post so, it. And the cool part that I wanted to talk about was we were at a coffee shop, I think, last week, working on something, whatever, you know, uh, some admin admin work. And the old ladies behind me were talking. Remember, I leaned over and I was like, hey, if I had to be a part of this conversation, I would just hold my breath till I pass out. <laughs> like, I would literally just be like, plug my nose and just, here we go. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like, could you, Matt, I'm going to put a plastic bag over my head and just, and just we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because it was the driest, like, boring, old white lady What was combo. it about? Literally, I didn't hear like, it. it was, oh yeah, because you were getting bagels and stuff like that. But it was really like... Oh man, Nancy, um, I got new dryer sheets. Oh really? Tell me about your dryer sheets. Well, I had the Dawn ones and then I switched over to the Tide ones and, um, yeah, like I'm seeing some differences. Wow. That's great. Mm, Yep. Well, Nick and like, it was just the, it wasn't fun. It didn't look like they were having fun or whatever it was, but anyways, they ended, well, the part that I did get was, Oh yeah, something something. They they had talking about somebody. Then they go, oh yeah, well they have like a little YouTube channel or something like that, which you could tell it was somebody that had. If it gets to Nancy and Rita, like it was a big fucking. Mm-hmm. They're probably solid and have a good following on YouTube, but it was just the concept of being a YouTube um, creator was were they negative about it or was it just like they just didn't understand it It wasn't that they were negative about it but they weren't positive about it but they were putting the youtube in a place that it didn't deserve to be Mm. they weren't putting it as the top three premier forms of entertainment across the globe they were acting as if like oh in order to be famous you have to have a tv show on abc because in their head that's what success is right mm-hmm. like if i um, turn on the tv and we tune in at 8 30 and you have this little oh look she's a, a extra nurse on gray's anatomy or whatever or like you, you know what i mean that's for some reason that gig that paid fucking who knows a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks or whatever. Like, I don't know how much the extras make, but let's say something like that. And then you go on, but you're married day and you have to go back to working versus a YouTube channel where you have a following, you have advertisers and you're in control of your own shit. Isn't as valid Mm. as that thing. But this is what it made me think was you're not behind Mm -hmm. you, Hannah, absolutely. You're not behind. And I hope you don't feel like you're behind. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Cause I don't know. We haven't really checked in in a while. 
the old ladies don't know what the deal is. Mm. So until the old ladies start getting on Facebook, remember when you're like your grandma wasn't on Facebook, right? And then your grandma's on Facebook and you're like, well, I guess Facebook's done, right? Like it's, it's hit everybody. So now we need to move to the next thing, right? The average person isn't really on YouTube like that. Um, so how do you feel about that? Because this is something that 20 years from now, I think you can look back on and, you know, your kids will be like, wow, that's crazy. Like my mom was really on it. She really fucking blew up and pioneered in this era of the late teens to the early 20s, let's say, right, to where she capitalized on it. She became, quote unquote, a star and was able to build these brands and just control her life and bring all this value to a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? So how do you feel about that? I don't feel behind at all. I like that. Um, I think sometimes it might be like, oh, I wish I had this or I wish I got paid for this or I wish, you know what I mean? Like there's always, you always have wishes of things. But it's not like I walk around and I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, all these other people are my age, but I'm not as successful as them at whatever we're doing. I don't feel that at all. And I, because also I don't really compare myself to other people. And I think when you start comparing yourself to other people, that's when all the all of that stuff happens of like, oh, my God, I don't feel I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. And I'm, I'm behind and I'm this and that. And because I don't do that, I don't feel that. Um, I think the only comparing, I guess, that I would be doing is what is this girl doing that I could implement, let's say. Like, oh, this really works for her. Maybe I should try it. Like, just things like that, like positive things I would consider them to be. But I don't do the whole, oh, my God, like, she has 10 million followers and I only have 400, like, I'm so bad and shitty and this and that because I understand my own journey. I can't compare my journey or my life to anyone else's. I know? like that. I like that. So if you don't feel discouraged from the people who are doing better from you, where does the laziness and you, we've talked about this off mic before too, but I just, maybe sometimes it takes 10 times for it to really sink in. I'm trying my best here mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to argue or fuck with you or do anything crazy, but I'm trying to understand because I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. Where does the laziness come from? Because I honestly, if I calculate it, I go, Oh, I think she's just discouraged because the people are doing better than her. Just like if you go to a gym and everybody's so strong and fit, mm -hmm. you're kind of like, Oh, well fuck. I don't want to go there because I'm not where they are. Right. So where does the late, is it just appear like I just wake up and honestly it's, it's a lazy or what? Like yeah, I think it's cause I, cause it takes a lot of work to like film a video and to edit and post. Like, honestly, like if I'm like vlogging today, it'll take me a few hours tomorrow to edit it. Um, so I think just that it takes a lot of work. That's why it kind of discourages me sometimes. But it's weird because, and I, we, I think we've talked about this before, of like when I do sit and edit, I enjoy it. Mm. When I do vlog, I enjoy it. So it, it's just like getting to that point. And I think over the past like few days where I've like kind of pretty consistently put out videos, uh, two videos, <laughs> but like, you know, I put something out and then I filmed and I put it out pretty fast after and then now I'm vlogging and it's going to come out tomorrow. Like I, I feel a little bit more encouraged to keep going and also i think once i stop it's very hard coming back so i think i just like to like really take you know make myself have this cycle of i put out a video and then within three to four days 
a new one will, will come out. I yeah. need to have that of like, okay, I put a one out and then I'm vlogging today, put it out tomorrow. Like it needs to be just on autopilot like that because if I put one out tomorrow and then I don't do anything for two weeks, starting again after two weeks is really hard. Definitely. Then if you just continue to do it for two weeks straight, you know what I mean? So um, I think it is just laziness of like, I don't, it's a lot of work. Like I and because like doing a TikTok, let's say, is so much easier, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, just comparing the two things of like putting a TikTok. Like yesterday, we filmed a quick little 20-second video, cut it a little bit, and then I put out an eight-second TikTok. Yeah. Or I don't even know if it was eight seconds, but like a short TikTok. That is so easy. Doing YouTube is so much harder because you also have so much more footage. Like the other day, I had like over an hour worth of footage that I had to cut down into like 14 minutes. Yeah. And then I think that the connection that you're able to get with the community, your community is so much stronger with mm-hmm. the YouTube because you have more time to really just like a podcast. I want to build an audience of people who support us that get the long form stuff. It's like, it's not an, uh, it's not an accident that the people who listen to, let's say like armchair expert, right? The armchairies are more educated. Why? Because they kind of take the time to take 90 minutes, two hours to listen, think through it, digest it. And then they come out and they really are like, oh, I really know you. And you're like, yeah, because you took two hours to listen to what my message was versus, you know, the eight seconds. Eight seconds is still cool. It's fun. It's entertaining. But like, it's a different thing. So it's harder to do that, right? I think, yeah. And I think just in general, YouTube, even if you compare it to like Instagram and TikTok and whatever, YouTube is so much more personal. Definitely. Um, it's you, you let someone in on a whole different level on TikTok. You don't, I mean, you, some people do, and I do like watching like the mini vlogs, let's say, but there's not, there's not a lot of talking. There's, it's, it's very quick. Like you might not even see my morning face. Like it's very, I'm not going to say it's surface level, but compared to YouTube, it is kind of surface level. Um, and that's why it's harder, too, because you're letting so much more of yourself out there than you do on Instagram. Yeah. Like on Instagram, I just post a picture and then that's it. You can't really tell much from a picture. But if I post a video on YouTube, I talk about school. I talk about how I feel about my body. I talk about how I feel about after. I mean, just my last video, I talked about my waking journey. I talked about how I feel about graduating i talk like i talk about deeper things that you don't necessarily bring up on other channels so that's why also youtube is a little harder um not for i don't i'm i'm very okay opening up i'm very okay talking to random people about my life and what's going on even if there's like some customer at work like i i really do have no issue talking about personal stuff with that person that's why it does kind of come natural for me to be personal on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But then the aftermath, because I can talk and talk and talk on YouTube it, in my raw footage. But then I end up having an hour and 10 minutes of footage. So then it's like, I can't post an hour. And that's a whole documentary. Like that's yeah. a whole movie. I'm not going to post that. So then it's like, okay, well, what do I cut out? Where's the what story do I keep? Within... But I still want to keep the message. And like, I still want to keep that. And that's where like the hard part comes in i think and that's where a big part of the talent is so back to the like lazy thing or just the 
the struggle part, the hardest part, if you're not getting discouraged and is it also not a fact that you have to put it in your calendar? So you're not unorganized. But I also remember you telling me a little bit like, I have so many things to do and I want to do them at the highest level that I can. Mm -hmm. And then somehow that discourages me because instead of doing the seven things that I'm trying to do over the day, I just look at all seven of them at once and then just go, well, fuck, I'm not doing any of them. Well, yeah, because I want to do everything at a high level, whether that is schoolwork or working out or going to work, whatever it might be. So if I have a bunch of things that I want to do and that I have to do and I want to perform at a high level, it's very hard to do that. So then I'm like, well, if I can't do it at a high level, everything at a high level, I don't want to do everything at a low level. So let me just not do it at all. Yeah. Do you get um, discouraged when you see not like little views or whatever we deem it, but all the work that you're doing and you're working just as hard as you would be doing if there was a million views per video. And then let's say you see 500 views instead of 500,000, right? How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel? Because the way I look at it is like a sport. You mm-hmm. go, yeah, I'm not in the NBA. But at every, at some point, I guarantee you every NBA player was at the court, a nobody, dribbling, working their craft, working on it, playing, getting better, losing games, figuring out, working their craft so that by the time they get to the big lights in that Saturday NBA game on the Lakers, right, it's it's already just kind of earned. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they already know what they're doing. This is just kind of the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. We don't get to the Lakers and you're like, oh, now I'm working hard, right? Like you've just, this is the part of the process. Mm-hmm. So how do you look at that? I I don't really get discouraged when there's only like, oh, this one only had 60 views and you know what I mean? Um, because I do understand that it some videos hit, some videos don't. It's kind of like a, it's an algorithm thing too if sometimes you don't really control it. But then on the flip side, when something, like my, my college vlog video that I made like over a year ago has like, I think 15,000 views. So when I see something like that, I get very encouraged. I'm like, oh yeah, let's like try to do that again. Or like, you know, so I don't get discouraged when I see low views, but I get pretty encouraged when I see high views. I like that. Cause I'm like, oh, maybe we can do that again. Or, you know, um, and with the views, it like, it goes up and down. And I, I think sometimes if it does have low views, I try to instead be like, why did it have low views? Not in a negative way, but just like, was it the thumbnail? Was it the, my description? Was it the title? Just trying to figure out what I can do for the next one to not have low views. Yeah. To kind of increase that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't really get discouraged though. It's I get it. You know, some videos work, some videos don't. But I still, I think as long as I enjoyed my video and I enjoyed making it. Yeah. I don't... It, that's kind of, I mean, cause I still liked editing it. I still, I was proud of the music that I put in there and I, you know, I was proud of the transitions and stuff like that. So then it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter then if, if other people, but I will say if someone, sometimes I've gotten dislikes on my video, that doesn't discourage me, but I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> really? Like you couldn't just leave it. Like you will never see me dislike a video. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that's, you, you don't dislike yourself. Yeah. Well, it's just, that's just angry people trying to spread negativity, right? And it's like, yeah, no. 
maybe they think that by giving out some negativity, it maybe takes it off of their plate. But yeah. it's like, that's not really how that works, right? So, yeah, fuck those people. But do you enjoy teaching me? Do you see what I'm saying? Or I don't know about the word teaching is right, but I spend a lot of time. I've been thinking over, like, reflecting about our relationship. We can talk about a relationship here in a couple minutes, too, and just, like, where it's going and how we feel. But Are you breaking up with me? <laughs> the future, right? Okay. <laughs> you want to keep it on record. <laughs> I was thinking I'm so proud of you on all the levels and the facets that are pretty bulletproof. You're pretty solid on there. And it's to the point where it's authentic and it's real. And I don't want you to get so like honed in and sucked into that wormhole, let's say, that you forget how to become relatable, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think there's some things where me individually, we can talk about that. Sometimes I don't feel relatable to other guys because I think I'm a little bit too tightly wound, Mm -hmm. not stiff, but it's almost like if you have a dog that's a little bit too aggressive let's say you can't really take that dog to the dog park Mm -hmm. and then he doesn't get to really socialize things like that but um yeah the the last thing i was i was thinking about this i was like oh shit it sounds like hannah is really pulling together this whole discipline thing she's really gonna take it all and add this little fucking tabasco sauce inside of everything that she's building and i think that's gonna that's all that's the last piece that she needs in order to really just have a whole foundation to continue to grow right and then i was kind of for a second split second i was like well what the fuck am i uh here for then mm-hmm. almost like it was looking at i was like oh shit well so if job. she figures mm-hmm. that out yeah i was like i have nothing else to to do like mm-hmm. i have nothing else to do as far as like spotting you you know what i mean like does she have this taken care of does she have this she used to be a shitty driver she couldn't park right now okay well she can parallel park right or at least if she can't she knows to get out and look right like all these things it feels like i'm done right and then a second after that i was like well i'm still handsome and like you know i still have a bunch (laughs) of qualities to do this and i was like i'm a funny guy like yeah what else so what are the other things that continue this relationship if fuck you figure out to wake up at 5 a.m if you have something to do at 7 and you just work out and what what the hell are we doing then i think um i think there's always gonna be things that we learn like no matter like we're not finished now mm-hmm. there's always gonna be scenarios or um you know situations where your skills might come in handy And then there's going to be situations where my skills come in handy. But being there together, I think, is what is really cool. Example of that would be yesterday when we came home. So uh, if I see bad service, I will blow up on bad service, Mm -hmm. like at the bundle. They're doing their thing, but it's not good service there, right? Like that's also not what you go there for is good service. So, hey, we got to get something ordered. Can you go do it, right? Hey, I don't want to deal with this girl. Like just please, Hannah, can you go do it? You're a little more patient with that. We get our food. We're totally cool. We come home, right? You pay for everything. And then... Um, That's right. Make oh, sure you tell people that. Yeah. I pay for everything. Exactly. <laughs> and um, um, the, the TV is still on. And the remote is broken right now until we got it fixed. But I'm like, hey, go turn the TV off, right? And you're not figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't work that way, though. And I already know that. Like, it was weird because I was, I was actually really trying. I, I, I looked left, were. right, you know, on the sides. I was looking for a button of some sort. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a button. And the same thing that when my skill set is deficient and I'm trying to free up space on the computer, I really don't want your help. Like I'm trying my best mm-hmm. to make sure that I can like, let me spend five minutes 
just hitting buttons to try to see if maybe I can like, oh, delete, oh, freed space. Cool. Or I don't need to waste Hannah's time mm -hmm. with like doing this. I thought that it was on the back right. It turns out that I think our old TV was the back right. Where is it here? It's underneath the Samsung symbol. Oh. If you literally just go under it and tap oh. under it, it's a square button gotcha. that you have to hold it for like two or three seconds and then it powers mm. it off. But that's something that I would have... Like I would have found pretty easy, and I knew I was gonna find it easy. I just didn't want to get up out of bed. It was weird because I actually looked under there, but I I don't, maybe I didn't. I totally Whatever. know. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing is, I didn't get upset at you. Yeah. I think maybe a year, a couple years ago, I would have gotten upset because mm -hmm. I've been like, you need to learn to do. But that's just not. You have other skills. Yeah. And that's not one of them, right? So it's like <laughs> finding buttons. <laughs> I just got up and I was like, all right, let me spend ten seconds. Oh, mm -hmm. yep, it actually isn't there. But guess what? it's impossible that this tv didn't come with a button it's fucking impossible that they sold us a tv that doesn't have a button where is it at boom there it is mm -hmm. all right like it's kind of funny so yeah. that's something but as far as our relationship uh we had on like our guest yesterday and she was asking us off mic like hey what are you guys doing mm -hmm. right because maybe she's starting to kind of put some feelers out there in her head and her soul to be like I think I want a partner, right? Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to start kind of build that relationship thing that I've been seeing everybody has, right? And that's totally cool. Hopefully she figures that out, right? But we are so far ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool because we also haven't started too. Because so do you see what I'm talking about? Like it, we're in a weird paradigm to where we're very ahead. We're very mature and seasoned in our relationship, but yet we haven't even started to scratch the surface of the things that we're going to do. How does that feel for you? I think it's cool because we are able to kind of establish like the foundation very early on. And then anything after that is it just gets built on top. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I mean, obviously you can still, if you're 27 and you're single, it, you're fine. Like you're still young. Like it's not the end of the world at all. Um, but we can just talk about our experience. Yeah. You at 22 years old, already several years in the game, right? I think, I mean, I I don't, I know some people feel like they're, they're missing out or you've only been with one person and whatever. I really don't feel any of that. Mm -hmm. I have no, like, even what would it be like to not, you know what I mean? I don't really have that at all. Um, I still see I can still see myself as what if I didn't have a partner where would I be or where would I live or things just like when we were talking about um Vegas a little while ago I don't think we talked about this on the podcast but we were talking we had um Aria on and I was like this is a really nice house like I love these modern desert houses and I was like I'm, I could actually consider myself like living here but then I took I had to go back a little bit and I was like well Hannah if you were alone could you Mm. And then that's when I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. But, and I think, and I think that's a, but that's a very healthy way of doing it though. I think because I'm not, I have to think about myself, but also in a relationship. Um, I don't, I can't like with you and I, we do a lot of things together. We travel when we, you know, we go to grocery stores, like, you know, we live together, things like that. And there are different things that you, there's things you might be doing differently when you are in a relationship versus when you're not. But then at the end of the day, you also have to think about yourself. And I think that is what we, I think we're learning and we're also, we're pretty good at of just like, what does Hannah want? What does Venture want? Can we combine them? Can we not? And I think that is, was pretty 
strong about us of like we're we're a couple but we're also individuals definitely and i also think that like something maybe i don't even know if it's a quote i heard but it's just something that came in my head is yes we're good right now but we're not as good as we're going to be so that's the thing to where i don't want to sit here and go like oh yeah we're the best couple ever and this and that and it's like well there's couples that have been around for 30 years right and you got to factor that in but i'm talking about in the position that we're in right now we are as rock solid as i think it can be I'm not seeing any holes in the boat. There's no water coming in that we need to plug up or anything like that. And fuck yeah, we just keep keep moving along, right? Keep sailing yeah. or motoring over the ocean. And that's really cool. I like, let's do this exercise then. Where are some places that you could see yourself living independently? And then like with a partner mm-hmm. like me, what is like the difference? Let me, so you're saying Vegas is somewhere that you could live, but you got to live there with venture, let's say. Yeah. Like, cause I, yeah. And, and you're comfortable going there if you know that you have an out, right? Just like you moved to America, right? And you knew that the worst thing that happens is you just guys end up just moving back, mm-hmm. right? So that's no, like there's no real big risk, right? So where is some other place that you would move by yourself? Is there a difference? So all the places that you would move by yourself, clearly you would move with a partner, right? Yeah. So where are some places that you would only move with a partner, um, but think, maybe not well, by yourself? Well, Vegas is one, one you know, area. Did you go to Hawaii by yourself? Um, I think so. Okay. I think as long as the place has, because I'm like, what the hell do I do in Vegas? Like, for me, it's not, you know, I don't understand it. Hawaii, they have the beaches. I can go on the beach by myself. You know what I mean? I think as long as there's places that I can go and do things, I can be there alone. Um, w- maybe Vegas is like the only place I can't be at alone because it's a desert. What the hell am I doing in a desert? Yeah. There's no outlet for me to like, let me go to the beach. Let me stand outside in the breeze. No, there's no breeze in Vegas. So you don't. I and, can't do the desert. And you're actually not comfortable in the summer heat, mm-hmm. even at like the cabana places that we were at. It's just too hot outside for you. I get well, it though. Well, it's weird because that's like a fantasy thing of like, you can't be in a cabana all day, every day. You know what I mean? Like you still have to go to the grocery store. You still have to go get gas. You still have yeah. to run these everyday errands that here they're perfectly fine. Like, you know, even during the summer it gets hot, but like you're not dying. So you really dislike sitting in a hot car that much oh though? My God, it's babe, totally yeah. cool if you do, but like you really don't, it really affects you that yeah. much. I get it. Yeah. I can't do the heat It's a like lot. That. Yeah. When you fucking get in that car and it's 135 degrees in your car, probably if not more. (laughs) I will say though, I will have same thing with like Palm Springs. There's nothing to do in fucking Palm Springs, but I would like to have a a property of some sort in Vegas, Palm Springs, like in a desert temporary to just be like, Hey, we're going out there for the weekend Mm -hmm. or like, we'll be out there for a week. And all you do literally is just relax. Yeah. If I'm going out to the desert, I'm not doing shit. You'll, You'll catch me by the pool, by the misters, with a, with water in my hand, like I I'm not doing anything in the desert. Is if you're a woman that has like a long term affair on your husband, is instead of a mistress, is it called a mister? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think that is? Should we Google that? Sure. What made you think of that? Because you said mister, and I was like, is oh. it a mistress? Because I just thought about mistress, and it went mister. Let's see. But I wonder what's the male term for mistress. 
what pops up. Boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We're going it with says, boy toy. Um, because of the active role of men in a relationship, you won't find a direct equivalent to mistress. The closest to that would be something like boy toy, lover, or just boyfriend. Hmm. What do you call a man? Yeah. So it's not a mister then. That's fine. Oh, someone has a suggestion here. Mistress. But that's too oh, close that's to mistress. Yeah. Yeah. Master. Oh. Okay. Getting a little freaky. Yeah. But I mean, boy toy though, that's if you're an old lady and you have a young boy. I get it. And I'm down. Any old ladies with money want to come get a piece of the venture? What do you let think? Let me know. Um, in terms of like grossness, uh, an a old lady hanging out with a young guy or an old man hanging out with a young girl. Legally. I mean, they're not like under 18, but I, like, you I, know. I honestly, I look at it as the same. Yeah. I mean, they both have kind of the same qualities I'm looking at. It's like, really? For the old person, I'm like, you couldn't find somebody your age? And then for the young person, I'm like, really? Yeah. What are you here for the money or what? what's the deal? This is kind of a weird thing you're doing here. What's up? So, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's it, honestly, I feel, I think I have too much self-love and, and pride in myself to ever go that low to like be with some dirty gross saggy old man here's what i gotta say with the gross saggy old man that's the one guy that i have a little bit of beef with because i go he's getting that value out of like the youthful like oh yeah i'm with hannah she's so young hot and tight right and this and that and then i'm kind of like dude you know you could get a really pretty girl your age mm. Like it, there are women that are really hot up until their forties, their fifties, you know, into their sixties. Like they're, they look good for every stage of life that they're in. Why are you stuck here? What is well, the and weird? It's weird too, because a lot of the times I would say majority is the guy has a lot of money. Yeah. That's why this young 25 year old is with the, this gross man. And so I, I feel like it's a little sad because he knows that she's just there for the money. Mm -hmm. Do you really want, like a relationship like that just like personally like do you are you cool with that yeah it's crazy but i mean i guess he is because he's he's like well i get a young girl out of it but it's oh no i can't do it it's so gross yeah it's so cool back to our relationship though we're in it so like deep right and i'm comfortable you're comfortable we're transitioning right now oftentimes you don't feel when there's a transition going on sometimes you kind of just look back right and you're like oh i'm like no it, longer it happened to change yeah i'm out of that wave and now i'm on a different wave right i think we're on a different wave right now you just it happens naturally you can't really plan it but they were listening we were listening to the unwaxed podcast how are you feeling about them are you kind of you like, I like them, them cool. yeah. i like them a lot too mm -hmm. i think it was in the beginning of the show it was a little bit still rough around mm -hmm. the edges but now you can tell they have a routine and it's pretty crisp we'll keep tuning in on that she was talking about how do they have it on on spotify too yeah oh, okay cool yeah, they're wherever podcasts are and she was basically talking about how she feels like all the people around her i think it was the older sister that was like all the people around her are feeling they're getting married, they're having babies, they're like building their lives kind of. And she feels the pressure of being left behind. And that was something where she was talking about everybody is so secure. And I was thinking about where we are in our relationship. I think we're secure in all the ways except for just financially mm -hmm. right now. And I think it's really cool because we were able to get all the other components taken care of, uh, you know, spiritually, uh, what? sexually what else is there like uh, emotionally, emo yeah yeah emotionally yeah. <laughs> and physically like mm. 
we are secure and it works so that once you put this last piece together of like you got a good job you're comfortable with i got a good job i'm comfortable with everything just kind of is zipped up and it's airtight and then you can now start talking about what would a weird transition be like a kid right Mm -hmm. like a few years from now it would be like a little one and then now that's probably just a crazy not like a a crink in the wrench or whatever they, like a wrench in the fucking chain whatever they say you know that i don't saying? know what that saying is oh, at all <laughs> what is it it's like throwing a wrench in a what the hell is that saying give me a second pause the thought because i'm going well, what's somewhere the meaning it. of it i got you it basically means like if you have like a line going and then mm. you get a like a chink in it it, it stops yeah it stops everything oh. so what is it what is the saying Isn't it like with a wrench, a wrench? In the wheel? No, no, no. Let's see. No, no, no. Throw a wrench in the works. That's not. <sighs> okay, but we anyways, get it, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. It like puts everything to a stop. Like if you put mm-hmm. a stick in a wheel and on the bike, and then the bike gets flipped over, mm. that would be like a kid, and you either rise to the occasion, right, or you just stop that upward trajectory. And we always just want to continue going up and getting better and better mm-hmm. and. That's what it's about, right? I think what like what's kind of unique about us too, personally, but then also together, is that yeah, we don't have a lot of money. We we're not broke. We're not you know on the street, but we don't have a lot of extra money to just go travel however we want. You know what I mean? No, um, not yet. But no. I think, but the good thing is that we both have an understanding of where we're at, but then also where we're gonna be. Yeah, or and like where we're going. You Definitely. know what I mean? It's not because I don't feel. Like, yeah, like, you know, I might be like, oh, it'd be nice to be able to go to, you know, go on a little vacation, go to Hawaii for a week, you know what I mean? Um, But it's not like I'm out here sad over the fact that we can't go to Hawaii right now because I understand, I think I think we're very realistic of it. I understand where we're at in our situation right now. We're, we're I'm a college student. I only work part-time. You kind of just started your career. It doesn't make sense. But we are actively working towards being able to go on a week you know just a week vacation to hawaii whenever um and i think that like that delayed gratification that we kind of talk about is like we understand it and we're okay with it yeah how deep does your delayed gratification go with within your life with me, I it's, think yours goes like it's e- it's damn near a hundred percent. Yeah, I think where... I think it's almost unhealthy. Yeah, I'm like no. If I want to buy makeup at Sephora, I'm okay doing that. You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, um, and and not that you're cheap with it because you're not. But I think if we're talking about are we spending money on things or not, I'm more okay spending small money on sephora or whatever and you're like no like let's not do that and the thing is is it's not that i'm cheap you said it right it's just that i don't like making the effort sometimes Mm. where i'm just like huh no i don't want those sweats Mm -hmm. until all of a sudden i'm like oh i have no sweats i have to buy sweats now and it's not like i was like oh i have to save the 30 dollars we need like no i don't give a fuck about the 30 i just don't want to go through the effort of like Mm -hmm. thinking about that right now so it's just yeah kind of one of those weird things right yeah Hmm. yeah but we're doing good Let's go a couple more minutes and see what we kind of want to close on. What are some things? Oh, we had, I had list? something written down on my little notes. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's find it. Let's get through these lists. There are two things. All right, what is it? Obviously, we all know that I have an addiction, a pretty strong addiction to coffee. Duh, mm-hmm. really bad. You're drinking coffee um, right now. Yeah, literally, second cup. Um, 
if you are up in space on a spacecraft okay as an astronaut do you get coffee up there oh wait did we or would the coffee float around here's the thing did we talk about this no we didn't talk about it i thought about but we this. thought about it when they wrote it down Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, we, gotcha. We mentioned it, and then we wrote it down. Or you mentioned it. Yeah. And we Google wrote, it. We wrote it down. Do they get coffee on space? What do you think, though? You know what? I don't think astronauts have a caffeine addiction. <laughs> I don't think it's positive. Yeah, no, no. I don't think you have coffee on space. Oh, my God. Space. There are so many. Like, I literally just typed do astro. That's all I've typed in so far. To the three little things here are do astronauts wear diapers? Okay. Do astronauts get paid? Yeah. Do astronauts have sex in space? Uh. <laughs> Not drink. Drink their own pee. E. Drink. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that they have coffee up there. It says, oh, <laughs> currently ISS astronauts have an espresso machine. Oh. How astronauts drink coffee on the International Space Station. Um, so they do have an espresso machine. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, for example, making a cup of coffee. How do they drink it? It's prepared on board the International Space Station. The process begins by taking aluminum package from a storage compartment. Since things float in microgravity, you can't have conventional shelves. Okay. You can't put water in the cup either. So, what the hell do they do? The ISS coffee maker is a hot water injection system. So, you basically inject water into the package, mixes it up, and then you can drink it. Oh, like a Capri Sun? I think so. <laughs> I have another coffee stat. You ready? Yeah. How many people drink coffee daily? Oh, it's a lot. What do you think it is? In the U.S. Sure, percentage. I'm going to say percentage 47%. Oh, bigger. Uh, but as we know from this survey, 65% of people drink coffee daily, about 169 million Americans. By that, by that estimation, many people drink two to three cups daily. Mm. That means we need to like make a coffee business or something. I mean, that's why coffee like legal drug, machines huh? or coffee places do so well because people need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, once you're in it, you're in it. Right? No wonder Starbucks is all over the world. Do you ever have any like fantasies about stopping? Because I do see it's no. low key in the way a little bit. Like when you wake up, fuck. No. Do you, so here's my question. And it's totally fine either way. Do you think that if you weren't addicted to coffee, you would wake up a little bit stronger? Yeah. It's weird though, because I, I think... Sometimes I do wish that I wasn't necessarily dependent on it and I was more drinking it for like the taste of it, the social aspect of it, you know? Um, like I do, like I only drink it. You notice mm -hmm. when I have maybe a slight headache or like a buzz mm. headache, if I take the coffee, I feel open up and then right. I'm good. Yeah. My body is still like, you should get more of this, mm -hmm. right? But I'm kind of just like... I think it's kind of like, I wish it was kind of like with my drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, very rarely do I drink at home mm -hmm. i might have like wine you know but very rarely i would only kind of drink if i'm out with friends or you know it's a social thing you should only get coffee if you're drinking it with somebody else that's basically. what i'm saying like with the coffee it would be nice if i let go of the dependency 
and I'll just have it like, hey, you want to go to a coffee shop? Sure. Like we're studying at a coffee shop. I'll order a latte. You know what I mean? Just like that aspect of it. But I've tried to stop coffee yeah. and it's it's a horrible process. And here, here's what I'm trying to say. And in, in having that process of trying to stop and like going through withdrawal just doesn't make it like it doesn't make it make sense for me it's just not worth it for me like as lo- and and the thing is like as long as i have one cup in the morning i am usually fine for the rest of the day i don't really need like this second one right here that i'm drinking right now yeah it's just like a little accessory i don't need this one but i'm like <laughs> but i like it like it's you know it's i i wanted something cold i don't need this one <laughs> no i don't but like the first one in the morning i need it okay um so going through the process of withdrawal for two three weeks having headaches every day not feeling well for me that's just like not worth it i would rather just have a cup every single day and then so let's talk about this definitely the wrong way to do an addiction is seriously cold turkey like that there's no reason for you to have the shittiest next three weeks that you can have Mm -hmm. for no reason right eat slowly you have to dilute it down slowly just like you slowly build it up you have to slowly build it down there's nothing that you can name in this world that you can take away just as fast as you built it up Hmm. do you see what i'm saying so it's like just like if you're working out right you have to slowly work up to that marathon pace right just like if you were gonna get fat i guess you have to slowly do everything is slow right you have to go uphill slowly and go downhill slowly or else things go out of rye coffee you're gonna have to backtrack it right instead of three cups a day you're gonna have to start doing two cups a day for a few weeks right then a few weeks go by now you do one cup a day right now you start doing half a cup a day or whatever the coffee content so you know you put i put three and a half scoops in there for you i'm enabling you <laughs> three and a half scoops as you should so is it what, what happens if you put two two scoops in there? Would it be watered down? Like, would it taste gross? No, well, because if you do two scoops, you do two things of water then, too. Okay, so then so, you'll basically make two cups. So I'm just making less coffee You're making then, basically. less. But if you were to do two co- scoops, but three water, that means that it's going to get watered down. Okay, so yeah. could you transition it from a coffee? What if you went instead of two cups? Let's say, are you drinking three cups of coffee a day, probably? No, I would say more two. Just two. So this yeah. would be, so if we never brought this up, that would be your last coffee for the yeah. day. So what if you went one coffee and one tea? Yeah. What's, you know what I mean? And then slowly tea, like I'll, if you're trying to get there, would you ever consider just slowly doing it? And then here's my question though, is let's say we do that and we're successful with that. I don't know if, because the addiction was so strong, if we're just talking about addiction, those muscle tracks are there. Those train tracks are already there. They're not going anywhere. You're, they're going to remember it as mm-hmm. soon as it hits now. And my question is, is that like relapse going to be more of a pull? Because I don't have the train tracks there. Mm-hmm. My, my neurons and stuff, when I have caffeine, it's not like, don't you remember when it's we used to do this every day? Anything, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just like if you're smoking cigarettes, I don't think that you can ever become like a social cigarette smoker without the, maybe you can do it, but without it's the... Like with alcoholics too. Yeah. Like you kind of, you just don't drink, you yeah. know, like you do, like once you're like good with no alcohol, you, you can't 
drink again. It's like once you've decided that that train is no longer going, mm-hmm. you can't casually only, yep, the train only goes once a month now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, because once you let trains start going, it's going to fucking mm-hmm. start traffic, traffic, or at least you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to have those urges more than I would have those urges. So what do you think? Is that kind of how it is? So if you quit. Well, I do think that is probably the process of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. And because like, I don't really. It would have to be like one cup every six months. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? It would have to be like how I drink beer. Let's say yeah. I drink beer. What on like a holiday mm. every other holidays. Right. And I have like a couple maybe, mm. but it's like nothing. But uh, you know what I mean? I don't have any muscle tracks for alcoholism or anything right. like that so what do you think i don't know i think i i think it's pretty valid that like once you've because i mean i started drinking coffee at like 14 not to the same extent that i do now but that's when it like started so it's what eight years so obviously there's a pattern there and, and my brain and my body physically needs the caffeine and um so then if i do stop and then I'm like, oh, I'll just have it socially. It, I, I do think it would be a lot easier to fall back into, no, it's going to be a daily thing now. What I will say, though, is I don't find that my coffee addiction bothers me or hinders a lot of things okay. in life. Um, I I will still get up in the morning and, yeah, it's a little slower, but I it doesn't necessarily hinder a lot of things in life for Here, me here's my question though is is that the how we're defining it or are we defining it as if you don't do it how does it now affect what I you're think, doing i think if i don't you... if i don't do it i a change as a person and i don't know if i want to change as a person so that's what i'm trying to say you wait wait so yeah if you don't do it you don't like what as you're coming off of it as you're detoxing off of it no just what? like me not drinking coffee doesn't make sense to me that's like that's hannah like I drink coffee. You know what I mean? Like it's an identity thing. I don't know what you mean. I legit don't know what you mean. Like in my vlogs, like you'll see me make coffee and I make, you know what I mean? It's coffee. Hey but guys, then I'm like. I have cranberry juice. No. And that's the thing too. What the hell do I drink in the morning if I don't drink coffee? Water. Ew. You know why? Because you're Ew. working hard. Because you're tired. I can't drink water in the morning. And, and guess what? You become. That's so gross. You become like Kino or myself and you're like. <laughs> And you just put your head and in as, it and you're like, oh, and, you and just as start. soon as I pull out the ice cube trays, he comes running yeah, right up like, to me, me and says, cold water. give me that. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, I'm going to throw up. And then guess what? You become a more hydrated person. Your brain becomes more. Okay. So here, here's what we can do then. If it's a hydration thing, I'm just going to start drinking a lot more water. No, I'm talking about improving everything overall i'm talking about making the car run a little bit smoother but (laughs) hey it's your car totally cool yeah you die there's a lot no i mean i will say though every once in a while i'm like hey like it would be kind of nice to not be dependent on it Mm. and just have it as like oh yeah i I enjoy it i like having it every once in a while but then i'm also like it's kind of hard so here's what i would say is i would that would be a more valid statement if you actually tried it Mm. did it and you were like this would be a big thing, but you're like, I didn't drink coffee all of 2024. Mm. Or you're like, let's say the first half of 2024. And let's say July, it's the summertime that comes around. And you're like, I haven't drinking a cup of coffee since 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's like July. My life isn't really better. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You're like, it's not really like, I kind of like, I 
yeah. get back on coffee. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, cool. That's fine. But if you're literally like, no, I'm still a, a sloppy person when I wake up. Like I'm not as there and clear. <laughs> um, I might as well do that and enjoy my coffee. Yeah. Like that's, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's whatever. We'll consider it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. Let's and maybe. Th- yeah. Let's think about yeah. that later. Yeah. But anyways, I love you. I love you. Have your cute little toes over there. They got to get washed. Yeah. A little dirty. <laughs> a little sandy. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Do, do you want to go hit the sand? Let's go lay out for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll go lay out with him. We'll let him just monitor and do whatever. I got a collar on him. He'll come back. Go where? Let's go lay on the sand. Right here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sound good? Cool. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.